Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 143 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I am one of your hosts, Jerry Dugan, and I am pleased to tell you Brandon Cunningham is back, everybody. This is no lie, no joke, no ruse, no clickbait. Brandon Cunningham is back from his hiatus, from his vacation, and we're talking about how he found balance in his life. So what was it that he did uh, to allow himself to regroup and reframe the things that he had on his plate? What were the criteria that he used to select what was the most biggest priority on his plate? And what were some of the things he had to say no to? And we're also going to talk about the importance of accepting help and enriching the relationships around you, especially the relationships that are most important to you, like your family and, well, your family. So here we go. Sit back and relax unless you're um, driving on the way to work or the way home. Then in that case, we want you to keep your head on the swivel and stay alert because we need you safe. And here we go as we link back up with Brandon Cunningham on Beyond the Rut. Brandon, welcome back to your own show. Pickles. Pickles. Yeah, the pickles. Dill or sweet, though? Dill. I've never been yeah. a big sweet fan. Same here. I mean, And it's funny because I never really liked pickles for like most of my life. I've not been a pickle fan. Like when I was young, I did. But then for like 20 some odd years, I didn't like pickles. <laughs> All of a sudden, in the last probably two months, I've started to eat pickles again. There Who you knows? go. Yeah. I, complete opposite. I got out of that rut of pickles. Yeah. Uh, for me, though, I, I had a pickle addiction. Oh. So ever since I was like five years old, uh, you could find me, if you couldn't find me anywhere, you could find me in front of the fridge with the jar of dill pickle slices, hand in the jar, eating them like potato chips. Just, See, I'm not a big yeah. slice fan. I like them whole. Oh, man. Yeah. I like to bite them off. Well, it's easier when, when you're like five <laughs> and they already come to you sliced with the Probably ripples true. in it. Because, I mean, it's hard to cut. You know, you know how long it takes to cut those ripples in with a knife? It just takes forever. So when the jar does it for you. So welcome to Pickle Beyond the Rut. Pickle Beyond the Rut. Or Beyond the Pickle. <laughs> this episode's about pickling and eating pickles. What kind uh, of mason jars do you buy? <laughs> this is where about 80% of the audience just turned off and went to the other podcast, some other podcast. anything about pickles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So seriously, what, what's it's the most- It's been a great summer. Yeah, you've had, you had some time off. It's good to have you back because, uh, you know- yeah, I did some solo episodes, but really talking to my wall is awkward. So, uh, and I would always, oh, actually my dog would be in some of the room, in the room sometimes when I was recording. So I would actually be talking to Oreo, my dog, uh, and then he would get bored and he'd walk away. And I'm like, oh, fine. You, you leave and the cat, you too. You're just hanging out over there on the counter anyway. You know, what's uh, funny is I listen when I run in the morning. And it's always strange to hear your own voice when you're, when you're listening to yeah. a podcast and stuff. But it was strange this summer not to hear my voice. And then I think the last episode or maybe next to the last episode that played had me doing the intro. Yes. And I was like, okay, now that's weird because it just kind of threw me off for a little bit. But it's been a great summer. Uh, it was really funny in uh, June, I guess, whenever you first did the episode and you were talking about, you know, I took some time off and stuff. I would get text or a call from somebody and say, hey, what's wrong? What's oh, going yeah. on? And I was like, everything is totally fine. There's no negative aspect <laughs> to this at all. I just pulled back a little bit to to catch up on things around yeah. the house and the family and the work. And uh, it, it, But it was a great thing to do. 
And the more I thought about it, I thought, you know, some of the people that listen and I, I love every one of you and you're all awesome. I didn't take any question or text or anything wrong, but I had hoped, and I just realized this about a week or two ago, uh, I had hoped some people would have gotten out of it while he got out of the rut of just kind of doing the same thing all yeah. the time. And I just kind of broke up the schedule. The only thing I, this was not the only thing I kind of cut out. I just cut out some extra stuff that was just kind of taking up noise and uh, take a good evaluation of what's, uh, what's adding value and what's not. Yeah. And nothing I cut out was bad and nothing I left in was necessarily good. It's just, I had to balance it a little bit yeah. better. And, and some people may not realize that we do this. The, we used to do this every week and then we went to every, uh, first Saturday yeah. of the month we do for about three or four hours sometimes, um, depending on how long I talk recording a batch uh, of, of episodes. But then we also talk during the week. We, these have to be posted. There's yeah. Twitter. There's all kinds of other things. And we got to get a group of guests lined up yeah, for the upcoming months so that, that we stuff. have uh, content to deliver to, to you. And <laughs> it's true. Uh, so there is a lot of work behind the scenes. And I remember right. that particular weekend, uh, we, it was, it was a rough week for both of us. I mean, right. I was getting into the groove of a new job. I don't know if you can call it a groove yet, but I was, you know, learning a new job and uh, within the organization. And, uh, you had a lot of things going on in your plate. And then we had three people lined up back to back that, uh, we hadn't had a chance to really prepare for. Like we, right. we knew one guy because we interviewed his dad on the show, Lee Cockrell. And so his right. son, uh, Dan Cockrell was going to be on. Uh, so we knew a little bit about him because we, we've been to Magic Kingdom and Disney World. And, but the other two were like, Oh boy. Um, I have not dug in to really learn about this person, their background, their life, the, they're beyond the rut stories yet. We're going to go in and record as best we right. can. And, um, uh, and then I showed up and I, I was even saying to live like, man, I, I feel overwhelmed. Right. You know, I, I know we need to do this. I feel overwhelmed. And, um, uh, and then lives like, well, quit. I'm like, no. <laughs> and she laughed. She goes, I know. I'm just testing you on that one. Uh, but she did say, you know, I need to really look at some things to, to see what it is that's making me feel overwhelmed and, and ask, is it really something I need to do? Is it something that enriches my life and, and pushes me towards those goals? Right. And then I show up and you weren't here and I was like, Hey, where's Brandon? <laughs> and then you're like, Hey, did you get my text? And which the answer was no, cause I was driving <laughs> safety first, right guys. And right. Uh, then I saw your text. I'm like, well, son of a gun, he's going through the same thing too. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to be mad at you, but I can't because I'm like, I went through the same process this morning about, and I looked at my watch, still going through it. So <laughs> uh, he's already taken care of that weight off my shoulders. Now we got to regroup and figure out what we do from there. And, uh, and so we had a chance to talk and then I was like, you know what? I can, I can carry the load for a bit for, you know, the summer. And, uh, that takes the weight off of having to line up guests because we pushed all the guests right. out to like August and beyond. Right. Um, so that was, uh, for those of you who are listening to us way past August of 2018, uh, that meant uh, we pushed everything out about two to three months. Right. And from there, I, I just, I had a list of topics I figured we could talk or I could talk about with you about, uh, the beyond the rep message. And it was just, I, I had a moment to reflect that morning about, you know, what are, what are the themes that have been coming up in our episodes with our guests, with just when you and I are talking. And so I had a list of like eight different topics to go on and, uh, even some topics or episodes to rebroadcast. So mm -hmm. everything was with intention to, to keep the beyond the rep message going for our audience. Right. And, uh, it, it was a pretty neat. Uh, experience. Uh, now, while you were getting <laughs> you did a great job, thank by the you. Way. Yeah, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. 
<laughs> and now the interesting thing is you were getting messages of concern like are you okay <laughs> or are you jumping off a bridge can i, I help you can i save you uh, on my end i was getting like I had, I think, three requests for people to take your place on the show. Oh, wow. Like, nice. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, chair's cold. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting in it. <laughs> like, he's not dead yet, guys. <laughs> uh, actually, the, the offers, for the most part, a lot of them were really good. So I, my yeah. accountability partner for, um, public speaking, there's a coaching program I'm in. Um, that was actually a legitimate consideration. Like, hey, if you're talking temporarily, uh, we just never really got our, um, schedules aligned so when we could actually do that. And, uh, you know, a couple other folks that I'm like, well, okay, well, let me, <laughs> let me, uh, talk it over with Brandon and see if he wants to take over the, cause it's bar. really his show. That, that no, was, it's uh, our show. and so there was, yeah, there was, yeah, it was just neat. Like mm-hmm. people were offering support. They're like, well, we do hope he comes back because yeah. the interaction is always great. Uh, but yeah, uh, if, if you need a partner, <laughs> give me a call next time. I'm like, okay. What's funny is uh, I, I, I heard from one person and I said, you know, it's not a question of if I come back. I said, I just took two months off. I said, it wasn't, Hey, I'm going to spend too much deciding whether I want to do this anymore. It was just, Hey, I need to take a couple of months off. And the other thing that I love about it was, uh, there in this show and this friendship and the, and our relationships lasted for many, many years now. There's no ego involved in it. It's exactly. not like, you know, there's, oh, well, if he does this, I'm going to do this, or, you know, I'm going to start a rival show because somebody took my spot <laughs> or any, any of that stuff. And it's never been about that. Exactly, when we've yeah. had, we've had interviews where, you know, they were people you found and you really were passionate about. And, and there were ones that I was really passionate about, but also when we interview somebody, and I hope you know this as a get, as a listener, we don't bring people on that we a don't really uh, like and are yeah. concerned, curious about, and we don't bring people on that we don't know something about. Yeah, we're not going to bring somebody on and say, you know, well, tell us about your book that I've never read and I have no earthly idea about. Exactly. We want to make sure that they're, and you said this very early on. We want to make sure that no one is on this show that we don't want to listen to. Because yes. whether you listen or not is, you know, obviously an issue. We would love for you to listen. But if you don't, that that's not good. But if we don't even want to hear them, we don't want to talk to them either. So we yeah. want to make sure we have. And believe it or not, and I won't name names because you'll never know who they were. But there have been people we've either interviewed or talked to that we've said no to or didn't publish because we just didn't really like yeah, them that it was, much. It was, and yeah. it, they're not bad people. It just didn't interest us. We got a request just the other day for one and, and, uh, I think it was a he, I can't remember yes, now. And yes. he had a great, kind great of, resume. Uh, face yeah. Sheet, yeah. Resume yeah. and probably is awesome. Just didn't really interest us. So we figured he wouldn't interest you. So we didn't yeah. bring him on. Yeah. There wasn't a, enough of a, a rut story there. It was, right. uh, the guy was presented to us almost like a Superman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you could tell there was a lot of self promotion behind it. It wasn't so much sharing a message for you, our, our listeners. It was really about promoting himself. And, and we're like, well, it's a great story. I'm sure, you know, one person out there might pick up on it. However, I, I said to you, and I think that's my mantra for now. Like, if you don't feel it, Let's yeah. not force it because we've yeah. had other guests where uh, you're like, I don't think we should interview this person. I'm like, no, you're, and I'll, I'll completely spin it in a way that it right. might work. And in some cases, it has worked out. And you're like, hey, that was an awesome interview. I'm like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> exactly. And then sometimes it, it was like, yeah. And, and so some of the uh, deleted episodes that you'll never hear fall into that category or from yeah. that category. And so it's uh, – and now I'm just like, you know what? If he doesn't feel it, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. 
I think one of my favorites still is uh, Melissa Mott. She was just absolutely phenomenal. We couldn't be more different in in our approach (laughs) to kind of the world politics and all all kinds of things. But she was such an authentic person that we enjoyed talking to her. And that's really who we want. We want those authentic people that we don't need you to agree with everything we do or be us. Exactly. We need you to be somebody who inspires somebody else to make their own path. Yeah. And you're going in your own direction. That That's really the crux of the show. Yeah. If you say, yeah, I want to be on your show because I agree with everything you and Jerry said. Well, here's a news break. Me and Jerry don't agree with everything me <laughs> and Jerry say. So, you know, <laughs> I know we didn't even vote the same way on the last political election. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, still we're, good we're, friends. We're interested in people that want to go outside of that. Here's why you need to know about this, or you need to consider this mm-hmm. because for us, that's how you learn. Yeah. We don't just read Christian books. We don't just read books that agree with every theory we already have you try to go out and 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 hit something up that really is completely different and melissa was very much into meditation and uh yoga and you know much different spiritually and and kind of uh philosophically than us but so interesting because she could uh um, articulate that. Yes. And that's what's missing in today's yeah. society is like, you're a horrible person because you don't agree with me. It's like, well, maybe you're wrong. You got to consider that. Yeah. I had some things that I believed in my teens that are now wrong and twenties yeah. that are now wrong. And you know, you, your views change, but you got to be open to that. If you've yeah. never met someone who's, you know, Jewish or from Colombia or, you know, believes in aliens, it's like expose yourself to that stuff and, and see mm-hmm. if they have some points, but the discussion's got to be good. Yeah. If you start calling names, you're a racist, you're this, whatever, nobody's going to listen to you anyway. Yeah, we just draw a line. It's us yeah. and them. And it's very interesting that a lot of times what I've noticed when people are really bashing heads or button heads, they really want the same thing, whatever yeah. that thing is. It's just their way of going about it is different. And that's what's drawing the line. Right. And if we could just get to the thing of what is it we want? What's the why behind this discussion? We can all work together and, and see either each other's point of view and, and get to that place that we want. And that was the cool thing about Melissa was mm-hmm. she wanted the same thing we did. Right. We, you know, we both, uh, or all three of us actually, cause there were three of us there, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wanted to live a life that was beyond the rut, that was to our fullest potential and to have that contentment and happiness. Uh, and all three of us agreed that uh, we achieved that by having that mindset of, mm-hmm how we see the world. You know, yes, this happened to me. How am I going to respond to it? Now, her way of responding to it is different than ours when you get into the details of it. However, the purpose, the intent, the outcome was all the same. And that was to find contentment in where we are. And, and yeah, so that's, I guess what we're talking about is we want to bring that variety to you. And uh, it's not a uh, vicious us versus them. Uh, I don't think we've ever, ever brought that in. Right. And we've had people who think differently than we do. That's cool. It's important that you not worry about people agreeing with you, too. And that's what I really loved about Melissa. It's like at the end of our hour long talk and uh, we talked about a lot of things that we we didn't air we you know before and after. And that's awesome. We We try to do that with our guests because we want to know who they are. And, and some things we just don't feel like they want us to share. And that's, yeah. that's cool too. But she didn't have a need to convince us of anything. 
Yeah. And sometimes you, you get into a discussion with somebody and they have a need to, to, to make you agree with them. Mm-hmm. They have to win. It doesn't matter what yeah. it is. Yeah. And to me, it's like, make your case. There, there's a case to be made for, you know, people who like cats. It's not a good case. I don't agree with it. And yeah. I'm never going to agree with it, but make your case rather than say, I'm a horrible person because I don't like cats. It's like, those are the people I love to have on because they went in this direction. They made their own path. And truth be told, if you're going to make your own path, if you're going to live beyond the rut, people in the rut will throw rocks at you and tell you that's the wrong path. And it's a terrible way to go. And you're a terrible person for going this way. And your kids will hate you and blah, blah, blah. But that's what making your own path means. If you're on the path everybody else is on, then Mm -hmm. how are you ever going to experience something different? Yeah. Because you're with everybody else. So every once in a while, you got to take a hard right and just head down a different road. And maybe there's not a road there. So that's why we say make your own path. Don't wait until somebody else tells you how to get there. Just figure it out. Yeah, because it comes to that point where – yeah, you can glean a lot from other people and their successes, even their failures, and help right. guide you. You do reach that point where you are creating uh, or gaining new ground for right. your dream, for your goal, for your life, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, it's, so that's the make your own path part of it. So. Eric Giuliani is a great example yeah. of that because he just took off around the world. and But he, he didn't come back and say everything about it was easy. Everything about it worked exactly like I planned. Yeah. He enjoyed the journey part of it. Yes. And I, I, I see us sometimes looking at, okay, here's my starting point. Here's my ending point. And it's like, those are only points on the map. You got to enjoy the journey part <laughs> of it. You know, part of the fun of, I know we like to hike. We like to go places that sometimes almost nobody's been, or maybe just a few people have been. Mm-hmm. And those are the best moments because you realize you're walking down a path that maybe a few people have ever enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, you drive through some place like San Antonio or Houston, and you think there's millions of people around me, and none of them have experienced what I'm experiencing yeah. right now. Yeah. And and that's kind of sad because you all live here in this awesome place, and you don't go and enjoy this. Yes. In fact, uh, I was just watching a video of one of my hiking trips, that I, the one I took in North Carolina this past winter. And yeah, the, the camping site itself was really cool. I mean, it was in the woods, got to hang. Uh, it was, uh, I think, 15 degrees outside. <laughs> and I I think it got lower than that. I think it got closer to 10 because we yeah. were how high we were. The sleeping bag I had was only rated for 15 degrees. And so it was colder than what my bag was rated for. Yet I had enough other things. That's not important. I mean, the truth <laughs> is, the fact is I lived and yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, yet the video, when you watch the video that I shot, it's about a four-minute video. And all the clips are basically us walking along this ridge line with like a 300-foot drop. And the, the camera can't really show it. Yet when I was on that ridge line looking down, I'm like, man, that's a big drop. And if I, if I rolled, I mean, it would be a rolling fall. It wouldn't be like a <laughs> drop to my death and I'm dead, uh, drop down and I'm dead. It, it would just be a, a roll way down there. And then it'd take me a long time to get back up. Uh, but that, that trail was amazing. It was, uh, it was level. It had some ups and downs, but it wasn't like harsh, but it was cold. We had to carry our stuff in. And I, I remember that trip in and the trek out. And most of the video is just the trek in, the trek out. But how much use. do you remember about last Wednesday at work? Yeah, couldn't see. And and I can't and, even tell you what you, I did yesterday. And you have a good job. I have a good job. It, it's not that our jobs are bad, but it's it's those experiences that make the life. Yeah, that journey. And 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 doing those kind of things. Yeah. And and that's why I I really enjoyed this summer because I took some time off. I didn't really go anywhere amazing like you know Pompeo or anything like that. I just 
really focused on family and, and the grandkids and making sure that I was, I was being healthy with my life and, and my focus on everything. But that in itself was a, a was an experience because I, yeah. I took time to focus on it. Now, some people could say, well, you only missed really two Saturdays. And, and like we said, there's things that happened during the week. Yeah. yeah. But it, it wasn't as much that it's taking the pressure off of being responsible for it mm-hmm. and just focusing on other things. Yeah. And, and I would love to see somebody hopefully call us or email us and let us know. Maybe you did something similar of taking the focus off of something that, that is good, you know, golf game, a TV show. Maybe it's whatever job you're doing at the, mm-hmm. at the moment and, and refocusing on something even more important to make you healthier long term. Yeah. And we're not talking about quitting something. We're not talking about running away or anything like that. Just taking some focus off of one thing and putting it on something else and and see where that takes you. I know recently and you did an episode on this of of waking up early and really focusing that first couple of hours. Miracle morning. Those kind of things change your life forever, even if you don't continue that forever Mm -hmm. because you took that time. It's the experience that you had. Yeah. That, that refocuses you five years from now, whenever maybe you get right back into that rut of doing what you were doing before and you go, wait a minute, I have a, I have a way to change this. I will re-engage those skills and do it again. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, I mean, you mentioned you took a couple of months off. I mean, I know you took a couple of months off because I was there <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, those of you listening, you were also there because yeah. you, you, Stuck yeah. it out with us and uh, with me and uh, and Brandon's back. Uh, what was the criteria you used to determine if something was worth continuing, and then um, also to determine you know what did you put on the back burner or even stop doing altogether? And you, it sounds like you didn't really stop anything altogether. You just changed your focus. Like you took a couple of months off from the show, and right. it allowed you to focus. So, what was the criteria you used? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use CapShow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. I, I tried to make sure that it was mainly focused on things that I really I either wanted to do or hadn't done in a while. And it's funny because uh, I like to kayak, but I don't get a lot of time to kayak because as, as most, most of you probably know, I'm a, I'm a pastor on Sundays. I work Monday through Friday. So Saturday is about the only day that I can get the kayak out, especially down here. It's 150 degrees by about yeah. noon. So you have to go in the morning. So I took the kayak out a few times and, uh, and I really enjoy that. But it also helped me put into perspective, I don't need to spend four hours out on the kayak. I can spend an hour and a half, two hours out, and I'm thrilled. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I, and then rescheduling things. It's like, how do I fit that into the podcast, into uh, different things that I do on the weekends? Because I also have three grandkids. They're all at the house right now. God bless my wife. She's there with them. Uh, <laughs> but 
they take an enormous amount of energy because they're nine, two and 10 months. So, uh, they take a lot of energy. And so I can't really go out in the kayak and, and leave them home. I would feel guilty about doing those kind of things, but I don't play golf or do hunting and, and stuff like that. So what I tried to do was just set everything out in front of me and say, what am I spending time on? And funny thing is, is it, I should go back and listen to episodes we do too, because almost everything that I've decided now to scale back on were things that I've, I've either scaled back on before or I knew I should have, and mm-hmm. I just didn't. And uh, one of the big ones was TV. I just, you know, oh, I, yeah. I, I was spending too much time kind of relaxing. And what I do is I start to feel guilty that I didn't accomplish something because I'm relaxing. And so I don't balance that well. I don't yeah. relax well. And so I, I figured out there were things that I needed to get done during the week. Time management's always huge for me because if I'm not on a pretty strict schedule, I get off kilter quick. And yeah. I, and I don't like that. <laughs> so I like to get up every morning. I like to run and, and I like to uh, do my Bible study and I like to write. And I have a class that I teach on Sunday mornings. And so I have to prepare for that each week. I was sometimes squeezing that into Saturday, which was taking time away from either kayaking the podcast or the grandkids. And I said, okay, I've got to balance that better. So for me, I was really about recalibrating a lot of that stuff. Where does it need to fit? I need to put this on a Monday or on a Wednesday or whatever and make sure that my time was really more balanced. Because I, I, I was talking through this with my wife. I, I said, you know, I'm, I'm stressed Thursday through Sunday more than I am Monday through Wednesday. Yeah, the days that should be restful for most Americans right. for you is the opposite. Exactly. And so I needed to balance that out a little bit, get ahead of the game. And this summer really allowed me to get ahead of a lot of my, my class, but also a lot of the, the things that I just kind of left out there. You know, we all have those things where I need to write so-and-so a letter. Mm-hmm. I need to finish this book. And, and I'm really bad, and I blame Amazon for this because I have the <laughs> app on my phone. If, if you mention a book, I will order it. Yeah. And the next thing you know, it's sitting on my dresser and I hadn't read it yet. So that stresses me out. So I've tried to balance those things by putting the books in the right place. So yeah. when I can go into my office and read and, and do those kind of things. Yeah. So I'd say overall in a, in a really boring kind of story is I didn't throw anything out necessarily. I just tried to manage it all a lot better mm-hmm. of what I'm going to do and not do. I will say this. Somebody asked me to help them move the other day and, <laughs> and I'm fairly famous for saying this. And they said, Hey, would you help me do this? And I was like, no. No, seriously. I'm like, no, I won't. I, I will, yeah. I will give you some money, I, but, and some recommendations, but I have no interest whatsoever in helping you move a couch. And, uh, she got it done anyway. So yeah. it was, I was glad it didn't involve me, but <laughs> saying no to things has really kind of helped me too, yeah. because I feel obligated sometimes to be at places and be part of things. And so I've tried to only do the things that matter to me and be home when I'm home and not home when I'm not home kind mm-hmm. of thing. Cool. I know uh, on the flip side of being able to say no, that's something I've been practicing and doing a little bit more these past two or three months as well. Because I've had, uh, I think I mentioned invitations to be in a men's group every morning. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and my wife kind of limited me to two. Like you can do the one on right. Tuesday because it's linked in with Walk to Emmaus. And you do the one that you've always been doing on Friday mornings because that serves know, bacon. Yeah. It's <laughs> Bible and bacon, man. It's, or is it bacon and Bible? Uh, <laughs> one of those has a priority. Yeah. I, I think we forget from time to time which one. <laughs> and, uh, but I had like three or four invites to go to their men's group and I had to just humbly say, I'd, I'd love to be there. 
However, I am committed to two other groups and I have some other things I'm, I'm committing to and I won't be able to attend. And, you know, they would try to, you know, nudge me and pressure me and, and, you know, encourage me to go again. I'd say, no, I, I'm honestly telling you, I'm letting my no be no. Right. And I'm telling you, I cannot be there. I appreciate the invitation. I cannot be there. Right. And, uh, you know, keep me in your prayer and, you know, Keep inviting me in, you know, every so often because you never know my, my right. schedule might change, but I'll probably reach out to you and like say, Hey, you know, my other group, it fizzled out. Can I come to yours? And, you know, the, so I'm glad you invited me. I just <laughs> seriously, the answer is no, I can't come. And, uh, the other, th- the other thing, the flip side is, um, when somebody offers to help, you know, that, so I've been running into this more <laughs> at work that I think my team realizes how much I've been carrying, uh, to, to get the, the programs that we have moving forward and going to the next level. And I have more people coming forward and asking, Hey, can I work on one of these things for you? Right. Uh, I have the time <laughs> and I want to say, no, I got it. You know, to be the nice guy, yeah. take the load off of their plate. And then I realize, wait, they have the time. They want to learn this. They want to do this. Get it to them. It might wind up better than what you had planned anyway. And right. I've been doing that. And lo and behold, it comes back better exactly. than what I had in mind. I'm like, that's actually a lot better than what I was going to do. That, yes. I'm, anything else you want to take on? I've got all this other stuff. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, Hey, can I work on that one? And they're choosing what they want to help me with. And so accepting the help, uh, being able to say yes. Right. And being okay with, uh, the fact that I handed something off of my plate to somebody else. And it was done in a spirit of teamwork, not a, Hey, I'm a manager and you will do this for me because I'm a manager. Right. Uh, so that's something I'm, I'm kind of wrapping my head around. I don't have to tell people to do things. I'm not in a job that it lets me tell people to do anything anyway. <laughs> uh, so to have people come forward and offer help, accepting that help is a big thing that I've had to work on the last month really (laughs) it's been there for two and a half months but really in the last months when i really started to embrace that that's important in every relationship you know in in your marriage or your with your kids or with your just friends look at all your relationships and say you know are are they balanced Mm -hmm. maybe i'm not offering to help as much as i should or maybe people are asking to help and i'm not accepting it yeah see what that balance is and for for me this summer that's kind of what that was i want to balance this and there there are people that I've cut out my life in the past and, and I will continue to do that because not because you're a bad person, but because you and I don't fit well together. You know, you, you're a taker and I'm a giver or I'm a taker and you're a giver and I, and we're just not balanced and I can't yeah. figure out how to get there. We need to move on. And I really like people. And of course you're like this. And I have a number of, of friends that are like this, that, that are not high maintenance. It's like, where have you been for the last, you know, uh, Two months and, you know, I bought lunch last time. Why didn't you invited me to lunch? You know, I love friends and, and Scott Bram's one of these guys. We had lunch this week where I said, Hey, I'm pretty sure you owe me lunch. I just text him. He goes, No, I think your memory's bad, which everybody knows my memory is usually bad. And I go, No, I'm pretty sure it's your turn. And so we went to lunch, but it wasn't a lot. How come you hadn't called me? You know, none of that because people want other people around them that encourage them. They don't want people that are just about themselves you know that that drains you i want people who fill me up people who encourage me and and sometimes that's people that need help and sometimes that's people that just want to pour into me but if if you think back and and i started journaling again this summer which is something i i used to do all the time and i got away from uh start journaling and looking at your relationships how many of them are feeding you and how many of them are draining you and and maybe you just need to have a conversation or maybe you just need to move on and say, you know what? It's been great, but 
I'm not going to put any effort into this anymore. Yeah. I'm going to walk away and just chances are you don't need a breakup or anything. You just need to stop calling them. And guess what? They'll stop calling you because yeah. <laughs> they don't really care that much about you. Yeah. I, I know somebody who is similar to that in terms of like toxic demanding relationships right. just called me a, a few weeks ago. Really hadn't heard from the guy in about two years. And I only normally hear from this guy when things are falling apart. <laughs> right. And he wants, doesn't so much want advice or a sounding board. Uh, he wants to feed me the narrative of his side of the story right. so that when I apparently get called in as a witness, <laughs> I can be a character witness for him. And, uh, and my wife asked me about this, like, Hey, you know, if he's asking for a recommendation again, uh, you know, are you really going to be able to give one? And I, mm-hmm. I told her, Honestly, at this point, no. I haven't heard from this guy in two years. Right. Last time I heard from him, um, he had just beaten somebody, and uh, like it, things were falling apart in his life. Two years later, turns out that marriage fell apart. It's over. Um, they're divorced, and now he's spoon feeding me the narrative of how she and I'm doing air quotes, guys. Right. <laughs> how she really was, and how abusive she was, and demanding she was. And I'm like. That wasn't the story while you guys were together. That was the story you told of the previous wife. Right. Um, there's a common denominator in all three of these relationship stories you're telling me. Uh, actually, many common denominators. And this current one is um, you're blessed with this new relationship that nobody's approving of, which, oddly enough, exact same story <laughs> as the previous marriage. And uh, if I look back far enough, it's the same exact story as the first marriage. Uh, all three relationships nobody approved of. His family said, no, not a good idea. His church family said, no, not a good idea. The the folks on her side of the story said, no, not a good idea. They go forward with it anyway. A few years later, they fall apart, and now she's the bad guy. And that's why yeah. you know, make your own path is so important, but you have to have good counseling. You have to have good relationships. And listen to around. that counseling. <laughs> listening to that counseling. Uh, we, we very rarely ever record this because it would take hours and hours, but uh, Jerry and I have spent many, many years in men's ministry and just, and just with friends and counseled. And I would say maybe 10% of the time they listen to your advice and then they, they go on and live good lives. But 90% of the time they come back to you and they say, Oh yeah, this still didn't work. Did you do this? No, I didn't do any of that. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised, <laughs> you know, I, I tried to lose weight, but I didn't stop eating at McDonald's. Really? Oh, and I did no exercise. I knew yeah. you gave me a workout plan, yeah. but I didn't exercise because I, I didn't that? feel it's not something I want to do. I want to lose weight without the workout. Wait, what? (laughs) So you have to, in order to make your own path, you're going to face opposition, but you have to have good counseling. So you can say, Hey, I'm going to do this. And, you know, I'm going to move to Alaska and build a house out in the woods and, you know, just live off the land to be a mountain man. And I've fortunately got plenty of people around me that would be like, uh, Brandon, you don't know how to build anything and you're kind of an indoorsy kind of guy. So (laughs) I would say don't do that. But if you have good counseling and you have good thought processes and you're balancing, and that's really what we wanted to kind of bring this morning is a good concept of it's okay to stop things. It's okay to pause things. It's okay to start new things. Mm-hmm. Get good counseling. Listen to that advice. Write it down. And and journaling really helps you understand where you were a year ago, yeah. a month ago, six months ago, whatever it is. This is why I either did or didn't listen to the advice, and this is how it worked out. You know, Jerry said yeah. do A, but I really wanted to do B, so now I'm six months later, and it's exactly at the bottom. Hmm, maybe I'll go back and listen to that advice again, and yeah. then move forward and make your own path. But also, don't listen to just the naysayers. You can't do anything. Maybe you can. Find yeah. out. <laughs> awesome. Well, there we go. That's the end of that episode. 
If you like everything you heard on this episode, be sure to share it with a friend, a family member, or that coworker, or even your neighbor across the street. There is somebody you know who would actually benefit from hearing this episode. And it ties all the way back to that episode we had in the 130s about if you're too busy, then this is the episode you need to listen to. So share that one with your friends and then share this up with them as a follow-up. Like this is the outcome that Brandon had after he regrouped and after he put the most important things first and and how he reorganized that. You can find our show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 143. There, if there are any links to some of the episodes we referenced, that'll be in there. And anything we referenced in this episode will also be linked in those show notes. So if you forgot things, you didn't get to take notes, beyondtherut.com slash 143. We're so glad you joined us this week, and we look forward to meeting up with you next week on the next episode of Beyond the Rut. And until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.